Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. Here at Yeah, That Soccer Show, we're excited to continue our partnership with Uptown Poor, part of the Uptown Company, along with their sister organization, Uptown Catering. Hey, if you are looking for food or beverage catering for your next event or party, make sure you go check them out. You can go to Uptown Poor Co. Dot com Or if you want to see and visualize what you're going to get for your money, go over to Instagram and follow them at The Uptown Company. You can see all of the great things they have on offer. Thanks again to Uptown Poor for sponsoring Yeah, That Soccer Show. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show. Your one-stop shop for all your soccer coverage in Greenville and the upstate. We want this show to be driven by you, so make sure you send us an email at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in once again to another episode of Yeah, That Soccer Show. Hey, I know it's been a little bit since you've heard from us, just not been a lot of news dropping as of late, but we wanted to jump in here because last week, the United Soccer League, home to Greenville Triumph SC, has announced a little bit of a rebrand, a restructuring, reorganization of the names and layout of their leagues. So currently, as it stood prior to the announcement last week, the USL was three different three different leagues. The United Soccer League, obviously, Division II level, home to teams such as the Charleston Battery, the Charlotte Independence, North Carolina FC, a lot of those teams you're familiar with from this area. Um, and then there was the USL Premier Development League, the PDL, which is a similar level to NPSL, home of Greenville FC, kind of a, a, a summer league, a, a league that uses a lot of amateur college players, very similar to what we what a lot of us saw this past summer with Greenville FC, a similar league to the NPS, NPSL in a lot of ways, but under that USL umbrella and then, of course, we have been talking a lot in regards to Greenville Triumph being one of the founding members of the USL's new league where they're seeking to be to take fill the void of that Division Three kind of professional level that doesn't have a league in it currently. So that has been and, – and up to this point, all we knew was that was USL Division Three. That's all it was called. Um, but they have constantly been saying that that was not going to be the permanent branding or the permanent name of the league and that news would be coming out, you know, this fall regarding all of that. Well, the news did come out and the USL has brought all of those leagues under one seamless brand, uh, that being the former USL, the Division Two level, is going to be the championship the Division Three level is going to be League One, and the PDL level is going to be League Two. Now, one thing I find interesting in this, um, if you follow any of the work we do over at Soccer and Sweet Tea, last November, when the league actually applied for all of these trademarks, uh, 
they applied for four trademarks, Championship, League One, League Two, and USL Youth. My estimation and my thought process is that USL Youth was meant to be a designation for that PDL League. Now, that that might be wrong. That might just be conjecture. But the reason I say that is it kind of seems like Championship, League One, League Two are your – you want those to be your kind of professional leagues, especially if you look uh, – if you look at the model, modeled after the uh, English Football League in England, where they have Championship, League One, League Two, those are your pro rel leagues. Those are your leagues where teams are going to move up and down. So I kind of felt like one, the teams in the League Two level are just not—they're not set up to be promotion relegation type teams. Most of them, I would say, nearly all of them. Are, are not set up to operate that way because they're summer leagues, they're amateur leagues, they're not paying people in terms of the players. It, it, it's, not, it, it's not set up to do that. So I guess that's where I thought USL Youth might go that way. And maybe one day down the road that is the case, and maybe the USL is hoping that they can flesh out a Division Four level of professional soccer and that the League Two would maybe slide in there as a in-between between League One and USL Youth. But for now, the PDL has fallen under League Two. So what does this mean? Well, first off, it means that all of these leagues are falling under the United Soccer League banner. You know, they've kind of redone their logo a little bit. Then they have these unique logos for each level with corresponding colors. For our interest here in Greenville, we'll just talk a little bit about League One level today. League One level is a, I guess they're calling it a blue. It's it's kind of a teal color for the league designation. All the league signage and branding is all that color. Um, so that's kind of cool. It, it's a cool little thing that the league put out. They they put out a little map with little dots of all the teams in the respective leagues and kind of where the soccer teams are covering the country. Lots of little nuggets to mine there, and we'll dig into that here in just a little bit. But it was really a cool a cool brand unveil, I thought, for the USL, a league that, you know, I think we've talked a little bit about the soccer pyramid on the show before, but the way that it's set up now, love it or hate it in America, Major League Soccer is an entity unto itself. It is, it is the top-level game in town. I don't really think there is a league out there at this point that that can or will compete with major league soccer for division one status anytime in the relatively near future. Um, although we'll talk a little bit about what maybe the USL might be setting up to do. Don't know for sure, but um, it seems like the USL and the MLS maybe aren't working. I don't think that they're working together by any stretch, but it seems like they at least have some kind of friendly arrangement at the moment. Um, and a lot of USL, a lot of MLS teams have USL affiliates, We'll talk about maybe what that would look like. I think going forward as the USL continues to grow, it might be advantageous to see some of these affiliate teams, especially the the with the same branding, the Atlanta United 2s, the Toronto FC 2s, the Orlando City Bs, the New York City Red Bulls 2, Sounders 2, Timbers 2. A lot of these teams that are using the same branding uh, might be advantageous to see them rebrand a la what some of the other affiliates like Bethlehem Steel, which is a uh, an affiliate of the Philadelphia Union. And, you know, 
run by the same team, but they have their own independent branding. So I think you could see maybe a little bit more of that. Um, I, I think that might be smart for the USL to push that and to, to almost insist upon it in a sense so that you can separate uh, the brands a little bit there. Because honestly, you, the USL and the MLS are two totally separate organizations. And like it or not, when you carry a brand like Atlanta United 2, let's use that one because that one's one that's really close. It's really familiar to a lot of folks around here. Atlanta United 2 is a separate team from Atlanta United, but in a lot of ways, it's just a, it's just a branch on the same tree. They are using that team to get some reps and some playing time for their young players, their youth, but also even for their reserve squad when they're both, when both teams are home, when the senior team's at home, a lot of times you'll see some of the, some of the bench players get to play a little bit for Atlanta United too, just to stay, stay match fit, stay in shape, stay ready to go at any, at any given moment. But the problem is, you can't separate the two teams in, in a certain, in a sense of a brand, you can't separate that um, visually or in your mind. Yes. Atlanta United two has altered the crest slightly so that it, it has a little bit of a designation. Um, but for the most part, I mean, all the, all the signage, all the social media push, everything is going to be linked together so closely. And for two entities like major league soccer and the United soccer league, to kind of share custody with some of these brands, I don't think is to the benefit of USL. I think it's to the benefit of Major League Soccer, but maybe not to USL. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of that change and some of that focus shift a little bit in the future. Now, we talked a little bit about some of the little dots on the map for League One. As you know, there are currently eight teams announced for Division Three, a.k.a. USL League One for next season. That's the Greenville Triumph, the now-named Chattanooga Red Wolves, Tormenta FC down in South Georgia, Tucson out in Arizona, out in Arizona Orlando City B, Madison up in Wisconsin, which does not have a name yet, Toronto FC 2, and Richmond Kickers, who are both moving down from the USL Championship for next year. As part of the Division Three sanctioning process that League One has gone through, they had to have a minimum of 10 teams. We were told that there were 10 teams in that, uh, in that proposal submitted. Um, but if you look on the map, there's actually 11 little dots there. So it looks like that the first year USL League One is going to be an 11-team league. And one of those dots was not Rochester, New York, where the Rhinos play, and they will be joining the league in 2020. But that there was not a dot up there. So the three dots were up in Michigan, which we're assuming is the rumored Lansing United. There was one that had that was in the Dallas area. There has long been rumors of a Dallas team being in the league. And there was one out in Southern California, and there's just been a variety of reports out there that that is going to be in Riverside, California just a suburb of LA, but outside of LA enough that you're not, you're not having to compete necessarily with the galaxy or with LAFC. You've got a little bit of distance there. So looks like maybe 11 teams and, and some fun road trips for fans of Greenville triumph. If you're willing to make the trek 
um, out to the West Coast or to Texas, um, even to Arizona or up to Canada. Lots of lots of fun places to go. But good news for Greenville Triumph is that the bulk of the teams, Greenville, Chattanooga, Tormenta, Orlando City, and even Richmond, all kind of in this southeast footprint. You know, that's that's half the league, more than half the league there, um, just kind of in this footprint. So the travel's not going to be nearly as bad for teams over here as it is for some of those outliers like a Madison, like a Toronto, like Tucson and Riverside, and even Dallas to an extent. So that is all exciting news. Um, now, what I want to do after we take a real quick break is talk a little bit about an article I wrote for Soccer and Sweet Tea last week about what the USL may be looking to do with all of this restructuring and rebranding. We'll be back after this quick break from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Spice and Tea Exchange of Greenville. In the heart of downtown, in fact, right at the corner of East North and North Main Street, lies a little shop where eaters can come together. The Spice and Tea Exchange has spices, sugars, salts, teas, and in-house made spice blends that you can purchase starting at a half ounce and working their way up. They've even provided spices and the like to restaurants and food trucks. So you can get these in mass quantities if you need to. You can even have a proprietary blend of salt or spice made, labeled, and bottled for your special event, whether it's a wedding, a graduation party, whatever you've got going on just for you. They want to help make that an awesome favor for your event. So you can visit them, like I said, on the corner of East North and North Main downtown, or you can visit their website at spiceandtea.com slash Greenville. Here at Yeah That Soccer Show, we're always excited to tell you about our sponsors so that you can support them because they support us and we're able to bring you the shows thanks to all of their generosity. And that includes Brad Butchkowski of the Wonder Check Realty Group. You can find him on social media at Brad Butchkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I, or I am Brad B on Twitter. Or you can check out his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. That's Brad Butchkowski with the Wonder Check Realty Group. So what is next for the United Soccer League? Now that they've got these three divisions clearly laid out, USL Championship, USL League One, USL League Two, what's on the horizon? Well, I think maybe I have some thoughts on what could happen, what would need to happen for the USL to grow and to maybe even put in some things that I would think they're thinking about. Certainly they've at least had conversations about. I know a lot of people, a lot of fans would want things like promotion relegation, an open system. And I think the USL may be headed in that direction, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get everything in place. So uh, the first thing I think that the USL should do is that they should freeze expansion at the championship level. So currently there's 33 teams in the USL Championship. There's 16 in the Eastern Conference. There's 17 in the Western Conference. Uh, two of those teams have already announced that they're going to move down to League One. That's uh, Toronto FC2 and the Richmond Kickers. There's also been nine expansion teams announced for the championship level over the next few years. That would put them at 40, although FC Cincinnati – and Nashville SC are also moving up to the to Major League Soccer next season. So I think you could potentially bring in two more in addition to the nine expansion teams that you've already announced. 
And that would put your your USL championship level teams to 40 if you brought in two in addition to those nine with all the teams coming and going. Uh, so you'd be at 40 for the 2021 season. And that's assuming that no more teams move down to League One in that stretch either. But I, I'm not necessarily sure that's going to happen either because I think step two of my thought process I think may be happening concurrently with the growth of those nine announced teams and potentially a few more into USL. So step two, step one, freeze the expansion at the championship level. Step two, in my mind, grow League One through expansion and we'll call it relegation, but it's not really relegation. Maybe more uh, contraction is is maybe a good good term, contraction of the championship level to get it shrunk down a little bit. Uh, My thought process would be get enough teams to where you would have 30 teams at both the championship level and the league one level. You'd have two 15 team conferences, an Eastern conference and a Western conference. And then, uh, and within each of those conferences, you'd, you could organize those teams in five team pods, almost uh, divisions, if you will. And that comes into play for what I think would be the first step before you would get to promotion relegation, which would be doing some kind of USL cup. I don't think league two is going to be involved in any of this. And we can talk about that here in a little bit, but I think a a USL cup between the two divisions between championship and league one would be very interesting. You know, this is the kind of thing that they do in England. They have, uh, they have the EFL cup. They have the FA cup. Obviously UEFA is the, the UEFA champions league cup is, is, all of Europe, but even within the context of England, the League Cup and the and the FA Cup are are two things where they're different divisions are playing each other, and I think that that's something. Yes, we have the Open Cup in in the U.S. right now, um, but I think for USL to really dominate the market and to really establish their brand in a solid way be very cool to have a cup just within their professional ranks um, between their teams. So I think what you could do, you've got the 30 teams, you've got two conferences of 15 for each level, and you just divide them up into five team pods geographically. So you might have Western Conference Pod A of the championship. There would be five teams. Like Potentially it's all your Pacific Northwest teams. You would also have League One Western Conference Pod A that would be kind of in that same general region. So you have those 10 teams, you put them in a pot, you, you draw them out, a random draw, and you set up your first round cup matches. And then when you break down, so basically you would do that all the way through until you get an Eastern Conference winner and a Western Conference winner between the two leagues to play each other for the ultimate USL Cup. Now, what organizing these things does in this way does in my mind is it sets up a great way to get some early promotion and relegation going. I think it, I think one of the things that might be interesting is every year, because the reality of it is to get to the place where I know it's easy to look at England, to look at Europe where they have promotion relegation and three teams go up, three teams go down and it just seems super smooth. But the reality of it is, the financial burden of moving up and down, the financial investment of teams who came in at their respective levels, 
makes it hard to do retroactively. However, I think the way that you, that the USL is setting this up, you could do it in a way in bite sizes. And I think the first step really there would be to relegate one team from each conference at the championship level and promote the best team in each conference at the league one level. This would cut down on serious imbalances geographically. You'd have a Western conference come down and then you have a team go up to replace them and you would stay in the same conference. You wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have a team like say Dallas who would maybe be in the Western conference. You know, they're in the central part of the country, but maybe they're, maybe they fall into the Western conference just from sheer numbers. You wouldn't all of a sudden have Dallas then jump up and be in the Eastern conference where now they're having to go the other direction or, or they're going further away because of where they're located. I think it just makes sense. Um, that would be, that would be a small, small baby step. Now, one thing that I think could be interesting for us is to look around the region around the Carolinas for where maybe league one might expand. Um, I sat down and tried to look at all the, all the major markets that don't have soccer teams um, at a professional level, Columbia, South Carolina, Rock Hill, Hilton Head, North Augusta slash Aiken area, Florence and Sumter area, Asheville, the Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point area, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, and maybe Durham, although you've got North Carolina FC right there in Cary, which is pretty close by, so maybe that wouldn't be, uh, that would be pretty far down my list of places where maybe League One would put an expansion side. But I definitely do expect to see League One put at least another team in the Carolinas just because there's so much demand and soccer has really grown in this area, in this region. And I think that's, that's probably on the agenda for them. So what would it look like if all of this, you know, this is, like I said, this is all going to take years and this is all theoretical and a lot of pie in the sky dreaming, but down the road, is there a chance that the USL, when this all gets established in five to 10 years says, you know, Maybe we do want to compete for Division One soccer in this country. Maybe we do want to go head-to-head with Major League Soccer. We've had a friendly working relationship with them, but really we're our own entity and we want to be as successful as we can be. And we've grown the game to a point where we want to have a piece of the pie at the D1 level. Could, could we see the USL Premier League? Could that be a thing? I don't know. Um, it would be interesting, and I think there's plenty of markets out there um, that don't have professional soccer tier one at the major league soccer level that I think would be very interested in it. Um, I just I sat back and tried to look at major league baseball, NBA, NFL, NHL, all of those leagues and the cities that they are in. Which ones do not have a major league soccer team. And there's quite a few Baltimore, Buffalo, Charlotte, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Las Vegas, Memphis, Milwaukee slash green Bay. I kind of lumped those together. Uh, I, I can't imagine a, a soccer team in green Bay, but Milwaukee, I could see new Orleans, which would be a really fun level for a D one soccer team, Oklahoma city, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, Sacramento, San Antonio, San Diego, the San Francisco, Oakland area. Although you do have San Jose that's close by, but Bay area, 
would be an interesting spot. St. Louis, Tampa Bay, and then I threw in a bonus one in Columbus, Ohio, because if what we think is going to happen, which is the crew moves to Austin, then that would leave Columbus without an MLS team there as well. So, hey, USL Premier League, maybe it's something that happens down the road. I don't know. So I wanted to, like I said, I hadn't done a show in a while. I wanted to get on here and just share some thoughts about the branding, about the new direction that the USL is taking, especially how it affects the Greenville Triumph. Because if I'm honest, and if you listened to Joe Irwin's interview on the uh, Inverted Triangle podcast several weeks back, he talked about how when the league approached them, they were interested in coming in at the USL championship level, but that at that time the league wasn't really interested in, in any more expansion in that in that level, and they really wanted Greenville at this D three level to, to help flesh it out. But I do think that that the Irwins and the Greenville Triumph, and certainly Chris Lewis, I'm sure is has just as much uh, aspiration as the Irwins do. They, I, I think they would be chomping at the bit for this potential promotion relegation situation to happen because I think Greenville is a big enough city that I think we could have a a, a successful USL championship team. I mean, you look at the likes of Charlotte and Cary, North Carolina with uh, North Carolina FC and even Charleston. Greenville is is every bit as capable of, of carrying a team at that level as some of those cities are. And so It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on. And I, I think if it happens, Greenville Triumph could be a team that you see, especially with with the plans they have and the infrastructure they're putting in place even now in the early going. I think it's something you could see have major impact because we could be in a place where Greenville has this really, you know, D2 level professional team. And that would be an exciting thing. <laughs> So I'm pulling for it. I'm hoping that it, it happens, you know, as soon as possible without it, you know, without rushing it. Obviously, you don't want to do something to the to its own detriment. But I really think that there's huge potential out there for this to be a huge success. So what do you think? Let me know. Hit us up on Twitter or send us an email. We'd love to hear part of the conversation. Also, hey, soccer news is really we're really drying up. A lot of the seasons are coming to an end. Obviously, Greenville FC season was over a, a while ago, but even the USL level, even Major League Soccer level, it's kind of drying up. Obviously, we've got Europe. European soccer is is hot right now and, and is going to go through through the lull of American soccer breaks. But what kind of things would you want to hear us discuss on the show? Because you know we want to we want to keep releasing shows. We want to keep putting content out there that you find valuable. I know I'm going to try to get the the folks from Reedy River Riot, who are the supporters group that is um, getting put together to support Greenville Tribe. I'm going to try to get them on here soon. Hopefully, get some American Outlaws folks as as the U.S. gets closer and closer. Hopefully, to hiring a manager. When that happens, hopefully, we'll have some folks on that can give their thoughts and, and impressions on that. But let me know what you want to what you want to hear about, and uh, we'll try to we'll try to get as much coverage out there as we can. Thanks as always for tuning in. We can't wait to see you next time.